Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's everything you might have missed in The Last of Us, Episode 2. Welcome back to Nerdist News. I'm Hector Navarro, and today we're going to be breaking down everything that happened in Episode 2 of The Last of Us, and just why it's so dang important to the future of humanity. The series, based on the much-lauded game of the same name from PlayStation Studios and Naughty Dog, tells the ongoing story of what exactly it takes to survive a world where civilization has been destroyed by a cordyceps fungal pandemic that has turned humanity into walking mushroom zombies. You know, cordyceps, that weird fungus that can, like, control snail brains? Well, it's back, and now it's got a taste for people. And this past Sunday's episode, Infected, was directed by the game's creator himself, Neil Druckmann. The HBO series has done a great job staying true to the game's themes, and Infected is... Infected with tons of references to the game itself. And anything more than that counts as spoiler territory. Of course, we're going to be discussing plot details and Easter eggs from the second episode of The Last of Us, so if you don't want to get spoiled, turn off this video right now so that it is silent. Not quiet, silent. Let's get right into it, shall we? This episode opens with something we never managed to see in the game, the beginning of the outbreak, this time in Jakarta, Indonesia, on September 24th, 2003, two days before we meet Joel in Texas in episode one. We follow Ibu Ratna, professor of mycology at the University of Indonesia, a scientist who studies fungus. She's having to come to terms with the fact that cordyceps can now infect humans and it's already spread beyond our control. Remember in episode one, when there are references to disturbances in Jakarta while they are eating breakfast? Well, the outbreak was already starting to spread across the world for a couple of days at that point. And we're also going to get more into what they ate for breakfast in a bit because this episode also managed to confirm a theory about how the outbreak started and spread in the show. But the most chilling part of this entire opening is the absolute calm realization that the professor comes to, that the only way to stop the infection is to bomb the city. Or as showrunner Craig Mazin said in the official companion podcast hosted by Troy Baker, who also plays Joel in the game, Quote, there's nothing you can do to make this better other than the unthinkable. Shout out also to actress Christine Hakim, a superbly talented and well-known Indonesian actress and producer who played Professor Ratna for drawing us all in with an outstanding performance. Wow. Craig Mazin also said that they wanted to give a little bit more of an origin story to the outbreak and show us the effect on a global scale, since the game is very focused on an American viewpoint. 
But back to the breakfast stuff, because we're about to get into a major difference between the game and the show, as well as confirmation of a theory about the origins of the outbreak that eagle-eyed fans had and speculated on after watching the first episode. Professor Ratna says that the grain factory where the infected people worked was the perfect substrate for the growth and spread of the fungus amongst its workers. And if you notice, in episode one, Joel, Sarah, and Tommy don't eat anything with grain or flour in it. I thought we was having pancakes. They eat eggs in the morning because Joel forgot to get pancake mix. He also forgets to bring home a birthday cake later. They turn down their neighbor's biscuits because Joel gives the excuse that he's on the Atkins diet. Likewise, Sarah doesn't eat Mrs. Adler's raisin cookies because who can blame her? Chocolate chip cookies are so much better. But you know who does eat the biscuits? Yeah, Nana Adler. And you saw how that turned out for everyone. And it's cool moments and realizations like this that makes the show rewarding to rewatch. And we're only two episodes in, y'all. <laughs> it's crazy. Y'all want some biscuits? In the game, the fungus was originally found on contaminated crops, but it can also spread via airborne spores. And the minds behind the show felt that a change was needed since while spores worked in heightening the tension in the game, the logic didn't work for a TV show because the spores could just disperse and like get everyone everywhere. From there, we get back to 2023 and Papacito Pedro's trek through Boston with Tess and Ellie. They're rightfully super wary that Ellie might turn into a zombie at any moment and that the Fireflies will actually be able to use her to make a cure. They've heard all that BS before. Plus, we know from our mycologist friend and the scientist in the 1968 opening of the first episode that there is no vaccine or treatment for a fungal infection of that nature. We lose. <sighs> Chilling. We learned that most major cities were bombed to stop the spread. It kind of worked in Boston, but did not work in many other cities. We get confirmation that there won't be any infected who burst into spores, but we do get some clicker foreshadowing. Or ones with split open heads that stay in the dark like bats. And this stuffed giraffe is an Easter egg to the plushies that show up in the game, as well as a very cinematic moment from the first game when Joel and Ellie see an actual giraffe in the wild. It's a beautiful, impactful scene towards the end of the first game that gave players a little bit of hope to go along with all their depression and dread. In the show, Ellie recounts how she got bitten, mentioning the Freedom Plaza Mall from the Left Behind DLC for the game. She, however, does say that she was alone, which game players know that that was a lie. We can definitely expect to see the truth come out later in the season. Also, another bit of great character foreshadowing is that Ellie laughs off the idea that she has a boyfriend who will come looking for her. <laughs> Adorable. From there, they need to get to the state house. They're going to try the long way first because it's the safest, but they need to traverse a hotel. We see a cute froggy, a clear reference to Kermit the Frog, and get a couple of references in the form of Ellie saying she can't swim, which is an obstacle in the game, as well as her playful ordering of the hotel's finest suite that is lifted directly from the game. You're a weird kid. You're a weird kid. But the long, safer way is a no-go for the trio because it's overrun by infected. And while the show doesn't have the terror of the fungal spores, we're introduced to a new way the fungus can spread. The cordyceps mycelial fibers can run long distances underground, maybe up to a mile, linking patches of fungus and the infected, meaning one wrong step and a horde of infected can know your exact location and be after you as we'll see later in the episode. Shit, I hope not. So with the long way out, it's the shorter, more dangerous path through the Bostonian Museum, a fictional museum that appeared in the game with the name Freedom Museum of Boston. 
It's just past where we park the car in Harvard Yard. Wicked pisser. Duncan, light and sweet. How do you like them apples? No ma! Okay, from this point forward, we are silent. It appears that luck might finally be with our crew. The fungus outside the museum has dried out and died. But the discovery of a fresh corpse inside the museum sets Joel and Tess on edge. And game fans know exactly what's coming as they ascend the world's creakiest staircase to the museum's second floor. Because the trio come face to mushroom with the game's most iconic enemy, clickers. These infected cannot see, but have acute hearing. Named after their creepy vocalizations, the clickers are voiced by Misty Lee and Philip Kovats, who also did the clicker sounds for the game, which is super cool. Of course things go wrong, and after a harrowing fight, they kill the clickers and get to the roof of the museum. Ellie has been bitten again, but hey, if it's gonna happen to one of them... I mean, if it was gonna happen to one of us... Yeah, that's what I said. Tess has also twisted her ankle, and when Joel helps bind the wound with electrical tape, which is one of the MVPs of the game, electrical tape, we spot some blood on Tess's collar that definitely is about to come into play in a bad way. I hope not. Then we're treated to another visual and audio clue from the game, Ellie walking across the plank bridge and her line while looking over the Boston skyline. But man, you can't deny that view. But of course, things are not right at the State House. Joel and Tess aren't going to get rid of Ellie that easily, otherwise the show would be over, y'all. The Firefly team that was supposed to take Ellie out west is dead and they have no clue where exactly they're supposed to take her next. And on top of that, Ellie realizes that Tess herself has been infected. This scene plays out very closely to what is in the game with one major difference. Instead of Fedra troops being on their tails and killing Tess, that huge horde of infected from earlier has been alerted to the presence of three tasty humans via the underground mycelial network. After Tess's heartbreaking acknowledgement of her feelings to Joel, shout out to actress Anna Torf, Mwah, wonderful performance. She tells Joel to save who he can save and to bring Ellie to Bill and Frank. And we're really excited to see how that part of the game plays out in next week's episode. And there was a nice little Easter egg hidden in Tess's lighter. Neil Druckmann confirmed that the prop was modeled after Sam Drake's lighter in Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, which is maybe the other biggest game series from Naughty Dog. And Troy Baker also plays Sam Drake on top of being Joel in The Last of Us Games. So after the world's nastiest makeout sesh, the state house explodes, leaving Joel alone with Ellie for this next step of the journey. And there you have it. That's this week's episode, and we're waiting on the edge of our seats until next Sunday. But in the meantime, what did you folks think? What did you think of episode two? What was your favorite Easter egg? Did it also stress you out when Ellie shoved that chicken sandwich back into her backpack like it wasn't extremely rare and precious? It's chicken. Y'all want some biscuits? Let us know in the comments below. Thank you so much for watching and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, stay tuned to Nerdist.com.